Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May. I am a clinical pharmacist, Reiki master, and intuitive integrative health coach. As a health coach, I provide a safe, supportive process for aligning your dreams with your intentions. I will guide you to take small right action toward reaching your goals every week. Let's turn your vision into your reality today. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light Body Radio with your host, Dr. Lara May. And today we're going to talk about artificial sweeteners. This was a special request by a listener, which I'm super excited to provide for you. So um, I'm sure most of you already know what artificial sweeteners are, but maybe you're not aware of how damaging they can be to your gut health and which then trickles down to your overall health. So we're going to go over it today. And I found um, some research, some scientific research that supports um, what we have all sort of always known that anything artificial really is not good for us, but um, let's dive right in. So if you are trying to reduce sugar and calories in your diet, you may be turning to artificial sweeteners or other sh- sugar substitutes. Now, sugar substitutes are sweeteners that you use instead of regular table sugar, obviously, And um, artificial sweeteners are just one type of sugar substitute. So the topic of sugar substitutes can be confusing, so I want to break it down for you. And one problem is that the terminology is often open to interpretations. Some manufacturers call their sweeteners natural, quote unquote, even though they're um, actually processed or refined. Um, For example, stevia might be an example of this. So um, even though stevia is considered a natural sweetener because it comes from a plant, uh, depending on the brand or the type that you buy, it might actually be processed and refined. So You have to be really careful about um, what you're purchasing and not just rely on the marketing that's on the box. Um, Some artificial sweeteners are derived from naturally occurring substances. And another example of this would be sucralose that actually does come from sugar. But um, artificial sweeteners are synthetic sugar substitutes. And they can be derived from naturally occurring substances like the sucralose or um, such as herbs or sugar itself. Artificial sweeteners are also known as intense sweeteners because they are many times sweeter than sugar. And they can be attractive alternatives to sugar because they add virtually no calories to your diet. But also, you need only a fraction of the artificial sweetener compared with the amount of sugar you would normally use to gain the same amount of sweetness. So, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure most of you out there are already familiar, but I'm just going to go really quickly through a list of places that you might find artificial sweeteners which will be soft drinks, powder drink mixes, and other beverages, baked goods, candy, puddings, canned foods, jams, jellies, and dairy products. Artificial sweeteners are also popular for home use, and they are now becoming more and more popular for baking or cooking, especially in the diabetic population, um, because you won't get the um, blood sugar spike that you will get from using normal table sugar. 
So um, again, just like I mentioned, a benefit for diabetics, another touted benefit of artificial sweeteners is weight control. However, here comes the big but. While avoiding the calorie punch of excess sugar consumption is a good thing, if artificial sweeteners are your chosen alternative, then you might actually be causing more harm than good to your body overall. And there's more and more evidence out there these days pointing um, towards that direction. And if you've, if you're one of those people that is a yo-yo dieter, or maybe you've cut out the sugar, but gone directly into the artificial sweetener, um, for the artificial sweetener to compensate for that sweetness, you might've noticed that you didn't get the weight loss that you were expecting from just switching over. So there's more and more research being done showing the link between artificial sweeteners and actually weight gain increase glucose intolerance, which eventually leads to diabetes if it goes unchecked, and gut microbiome disruption, and many more downstream effects of artificial sweetener ingestion. And so I want to go over two different studies and hopefully break them down um, into digestible pieces for you so that you can get an idea that um, artificial sweeteners maybe aren't the best decision. So last year, through a team of Israeli scientists, um, they did this study and they concluded, and this was a, a mice study, so um, keep that in mind, this was not um, a human study, but the mice that ingested artificial sweeteners led to, of all things, increased obesity and increased obesity-related ailments such as diabetes. And this is not the first study to link um, these things together, but it was the first um, study that actually provided maybe some actual plausible cause. So with a lot of studies, you, know, you very rarely get a direct correlation between cause and effect. And so this was one of the few studies that, um, that proposed a possible um, direct cause. And so the sweeteners appear to change the population of the intestinal bacteria, which is what our microbiome is. And with doing that, then the direct metabolism and the conversion of food into energy or stored fuel. And this result suggests that the connection might also exist in humans because we also have a very powerful microbiome within our bodies. And again, that's something that is just coming to light and understanding within the scientific and nutritional world. But it is something that's very real and it does have very real trickle down effects, both for our metabolism, our brain function, our moods, and um, therefore our quality of life ultimately. So this is a, a pretty big, um, I think a pretty big aspect and that we can have um, a direct choice about maybe, you know, what happens in our life because of this. So let's break it down. In humans, as well as mice, the ability to digest and extract energy from our food is determined not only by our genes, so those little um, components that we inherit from our parents, but also by the activity of the trillions of microbes that dwell within our digestive tract, which is also called the gut microbiome. And this Israeli study suggests that artificial sweeteners enhance the populations of gut bacteria that are more efficient at pulling energy from our food and turning that energy into fat. So in other words, the artificial sweeteners may favor the growth of the bacteria that make it more likely for our food to turn into fat. I hope that makes sense. 
I think it's really fascinating. And I apologize if you hear me being sniffly today. <laughs> um, in the Israeli experiment, 10-week-old mice were fed a daily dose of aspartamine, I'm sorry, aspartame, sucralose, or saccharin. So you know those by the pink, yellow, and blue packets that are on the table in the restaurants or maybe in your home as well. But um, they are the um, artificial sweeteners that we all know and I hope don't love. But <laughs> another cluster of mice were given water waste with, laced with two natural sugars, either glucose or sucrose. After 11 weeks, the mice receiving the sugar were doing fine, according to the study, whereas the mice fed the artificial sweeteners had abnormally high blood sugar, and um, that the, which is an indication that their tissues were having difficulty absorbing glucose from the blood. And again, when this goes unchecked, it leads to glucose intolerance, which will eventually lead to diabetes and a whole host of other health problems. But it is reversible. So also what this study did was the um, after the mice were treated, so I think this is really interesting, in order to reverse it in these mice, they essentially gave the mice broad spectrum antibiotics to kill off their entire gut microbiome. And, um, and then they let it uh, uh, repopulate itself naturally. But when they did that, the blood glucose control went back to normal. So um, to me, this says two things. One, the artificial sweeteners screwed up their microbiome so much that it caused them to stop digesting and absorbing glucose and using glucose properly in the body. But also, too, that broad-spectrum antibiotics um, kill off our good bacteria and our microbiome, too. So even though they used the broad-spectrum antibiotics in the study um, to um, help them regain what they call the normal microbiome, I think that's something, too, that we don't often think of, that when we take an antibiotic, whether it's for um, acne or uh, maybe an upper respiratory infection or a sinus infection or a little bit of cellulitis, a little skin infection, whatever it is, those antibiotics are killing all the good stuff in our gut as well. But I digress a little bit, so um, sorry, I'm going to stay on topic today talking about artificial sweeteners. So the burning question, of course, is whether artificial sweeteners can truly make humans sick and fat. Can this be extrapolated to humans? And we don't exactly know yet, but there are a lot of things that can be extrapolated between mice into humans. So I think this is something really important to keep in mind. And um, that if you have an alternative to sweeteners, um, you know, whether it's stevia or maybe something like xylitol or erythritol, which are the three sort of preferred sweeteners from the keto and the bulletproof and the paleo perspective, then if you can get your hands on those and use those, then you'll be doing yourself a bigger favor rather than having your go-to be artificial sweeteners. So make sure that you are, you know, really reading labels closely. Um, you know, try to it's good to decrease natural sugar in your diet as much as possible because we don't want the glucose intolerance. Eventually, our pancreas will, you'll, will tire and wear out from excreting so much insulin all the time, trying to keep up with all that extra sugar that we're adding to our bloodstream with natural sugar. But we don't want to be killing off our microbiome with the artificial sweeteners either. So the ideal case scenario 
is to eventually get the sugar and the sweetness, the extra sweetness totally out of our diet. Because when we do that, we re-stimulate and resensitize our uh, taste buds to all the other flavors out there, the bitters and the um, tartness. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the anatomy of your tongue. And, and so each area of your tongue is sensitive to a different type of taste. And a lot of times when we are sweetness overloaded, then that sensitivity to all those other flavors actually decreases. So one of the big benefits of getting sugar and the extra sweetness out of our lives is to number one, it resensitize and have the access to all those other tastes again, but also to, um, it cuts down the cravings. Our body becomes, um, adapted to that extra sweetness. And then if we don't have it consistently, that's what can one of the things that can cause cravings. And so it's a real negative um, feedback loop. So if you're one of these people who routinely uses artificial sweeteners, you may start to find the less and less intensely sweet foods such as fruit less appealing and unsweet foods such as vegetables or pickled things downright unpalatable. But by either reducing and hopefully eventually eliminating all the extra sweetness, you can resensitize your taste buds. Excuse me and um, re-excite the meal times and snack times in your life. So um, we don't want to shun unhealthy foods and the filling and the high nutritious foods because our taste buds are so screwed up from having this overly sweetness um, in our lives so much. So again, another artificial sweeteners may also play another trick as well. Excuse me. Research suggests that they may prevent us from associating sweetness with caloric intake. And as a result, we may crave more sweets and tend to choose sweeter food over nutritious food and as a result, gain more weight unintentionally. Participants in a San Antonio heart study who drank more than 21 diet drinks per day were twice as likely to become overweight or obese as people who didn't drink diet soda at all. But you, excuse me, but you say you can give up the diet drinks whenever you want, right? Don't be so sure. Some animal studies have suggested that artificial sweeteners may be addictive And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but, you know, when you start to cut down, it seems like the cravings come on even stronger. And another study of rats who were exposed to cocaine, then given a choice between intravenous cocaine or oral saccharin, most chose the saccharin. That's crazy, right? They were choosing the artificial sweetener over cocaine. And I don't know if you have heard of the other studies that compare the natural sugar to cocaine. And again, in that study, the mice chose the natural sugar, the the table sugar over cocaine. So that just shows you like how addictive it can be for our brains and the mice brains and then therefore probably our brains to get addicted to that sweetness even if it's a fake sweetness from saccharin. All right, so now I want to go over this other study, which is kind of cool. Um, Excuse me. I really apologize. 
for my throat today. The scientists, these scientists looked at how six different sweeteners, aspartame, sucralose, which is brand name Splenda, saccharin, um, they also used one called Neotame, which I'm not familiar with, but the brand name is Nutame, Adventame, and Asulfame. So um, some of those I don't think we have in this country, but and also 10 different sports supplements. And they looked at how it might affect um, the gut bacteria. <clears throat> and again, the research did not use a human gut, though. But in this, in this study, I thought it was really cool because they essentially created their own gut microbiome. And they identified um, some E. coli bacteria, which were redesigned to be bioluminescent, which means they glow. And whenever they encounter a toxic substance, which whatever the E. coli um, recognizes as a toxic substance, then they would glow. And so if you've probably heard of E. coli, but you've probably heard of E. coli in a negative sense in terms of disease causing. But within our own gut microbiome there, we have many different strains of E. coli that live harmlessly in our gut and actually serve a really important purpose as part of our gut microbiome. And it's when the gut microbiome gets out of balance that the E. coli can overgrow and cause a problem. Or you've heard of candida. Candida is also naturally occurring in our gut microbiome. And only when it is allowed to overgrow and get out of balance does it cause a problem. So that's something to keep in mind. <clears throat> So anyway, the strain that was made into um, what this study called the glowing lantern is one of the harmless types, not, the, not one of the ones that causes infection and illness. So the theory behind the study was that exposing the bacteria to small levels of artificial sweeteners and or sports supplements um, would show that the gut microbiome might react as a whole. So what they found was that when the, when the bacteria were exposed to relatively low amounts of the artificial sweetener, down to one milligram per ml or milliliter, that they turned toxic and they stopped healthy activity and slowed down the natural growth of the bacteria. <clears throat> so again, this simple experiment reveals several things about artificial sweeteners, even though we still don't understand the whole picture yet. So um, tests have shown that every human has around 35,000 species of bacteria living in their gut, and they'll have their own reactions and counter reactions to artificial sweeteners too. So you might have a friend that, let's say, tries to add Splenda to their tea or coffee or, you know, um, baked good, but then they get really bad, let's say, like GI pain, but you eat it and you're fine. And that is due to um, genetic variation. So not everyone is going to um, respond in the same way. So we can't say that all human beings are going to have decreased glucose intolerance by having artificial sweeteners. But it is possible to say that a um, good amount of the population just by doing some statistical extrapolation and doing these studies can show that it can alter the gut microbiome and then therefore all of these trickle down effects that we've already talked about. So today's take home message is to avoid our artificial sweeteners as much as you can for the sake of your gut health, your brain health and your metabolic health. 
And if you need a little extra sweetness in your life, then I would recommend going towards a natural raw stevia. Or if you want um, to experiment with a couple sugar alcohols, then xylitol and erythritol, I, like I said before, are the go-to options according to some health experts in the keto, paleo, and functional medicine world. So, but I think overall, we should all be aiming for as much of a sugar-free and less extra sweet in our life lifestyle as much as possible because it's really important for us to resensitize our taste buds, which will also reawaken our brains and get rid of some brain fog and crazy mood swings and all the things that go along with um, really having a sugar addiction so, um, and rebalance our microbiome. And, uh, you know, this really mirrors all of the information out there that, you know, our gut is our second brain. And in fact, a lot of the neurotransmitters that function in our brain are made in our gut. And so if our gut is all out of whack and it can't, you know, absorb the glucose like it's supposed to or make the neurotransmitters like it's supposed to, then, you know, it's going to have a lot of trickle-down effects all over our body. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions I would or comments, I would love to hear them. You can either leave them on the um, page notes page on my website, which is drlaramay.com forward slash light body radio, or you can also leave them on any social media outlet where I can be found. So Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dr. Lara May and I post these episodes on all of those forums too. So you can always leave comments and questions there. And if you, um, I, let's see, this podcast is posted and can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, oh, and Anchor FM. So I hope you uh, found this episode informative and I hope it triggers you to evaluate how much sweetness and artificial sweetness is in your daily diet and I will catch you in the next episode.